I'm Connor. And I'm Campbell. And welcome to Real Geeks, the show where we talk about movies and stuff. Um, Alright guys, so today uh, we're not going to be talking about uh, a 1999 movie directed by David Fincher. Uh, I, I can't remember the title of this movie. Um, oh yeah, but... that's not important. We don't need to mention that. Anyways, yeah, so a pretty iconic movie. Uh, I saw it for the first time. Well, we both saw it for the first time. Yes. Uh, pretty recently. Um, I was I was pretty impressed though. Um, yes. I know it's it's a pretty famous movie. I didn't know too much going in. I I just uh, I've seen the final scene out of context a couple of times, but yeah, I was I was fairly impressed. I'd say. Yep. It's a it's a good movie. Um, it's got uh things that happen. Yes, the characters. There's characters in it, and they there's do, a plot. They do stuff, and uh, I don't know. There's like ups and there's downs, and I mean yeah. there's, there's there's an ending. Audio. There's an, a beginning and end, a middle. Um, just uh, just watch it. <laughs> just if if you, you, that's about all we can say. Um, for legal reasons. Yeah, and, you can't uh, can't break any rules here. If you know the if you know the rules, you know the rules. Uh, if not, go see the movie and then. You can familiarize yourself. Uh, I think that's about about all we can say. Um, oh, it's got it's got actors in it. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's a camera that filmed it too. Yes, there's cam- there's a camera that, that filmed it on places and, and sets. And um, yes, so go watch this movie. It's on Amazon Prime. It's a uh, actually no. I think it left. I I timed it to where uh, August first. I think it is when it left. Uh, so it's not on Amazon Prime. It's probably somewhere else. But yes. um, I wanted to make sure we watched it before it left. So yes. Um. So yeah. If you know want to know what we're talking about, you can gather the context clues. Yes. And as I said, a 1999 movie directed by yes. David Fincher. I don't think he really did that many other movies that year. So. Uh... I, I you can you can figure that out for yourself. I mean, like I said, we're not uh, we we are not allowed to discuss the details of um what this movie's called or what exactly. We're not at liberty to disclose yeah, that information we're, uh, to we're, you. Uh, if you find that information, that's I mean that's all on you. So yeah, uh, yeah. that's I think that's about it for our spoiler-free section. All right, so, so I guess you we haven't can... seen the movie that we're talking about currently that we're not going to mention. Um, don't go do that now. Cause we're about to spoil the movie that we're not that. If anyone asks, we're not talking about this movie. Okay. I think, I think we've made that pretty clear. <laughs> just, just if that wasn't clear already, we're not talking about the movie. This is a, this is all that we're talking about. We're doing this episode's actually on, um, uh, finding Nemo. Oh yeah, it is. On- if anyone asks, that's what this episode. That's what this episode's on. Yes. All right. So if you haven't seen Finding Nemo, um, you can go ahead and go do that now because uh, we're about to talk about Finding Nemo. All right. I, I didn't know Finding Nemo was directed by David Venture. Yeah, uh, it was actually. Wow. Very interesting. Okay. Uh. So in all seriousness, we're going in to get into the movie. We're still on the title. We're actually we're not going to say that we've decided we're not saying the title of the movie the entire time. So just getting that out of the way. Um. So first things first. Uh, I mean, before I even saw the movie, I, I think it has sort of a reputation. Yeah. And uh, I think it's it's kind of popular among uh, film bro circles, uh, but. Nevertheless, when explain, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily like a well-known like. Yeah, I guess we term. could explain because it's it's interesting. I never really thought about this until like a couple of, or just earlier this year when I had it explained to me. I was like, oh, that's it's an interesting way to think about things. But yeah, so the film bro, um, we're not we're not uh targeting anyone. We're not like, uh, oh yeah, pointing fingers. But we're just saying this this thing this is a kind of term that exists within the the film community, I guess. But I think this this movie. Uh, movies like The Dark Knight, Inception, uh, Pulp there's another Pulp Fiction. Oh, what? Oh, 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 no. oh no. Uh, you didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. But movie, censor, movie. I'm gonna censor that in the okay, yeah, the post. <laughs> but yeah, movies like that kind of get uh, grouped together. Oh, what's and... the one? Um, the one with uh, 
Oh, why am I forgetting it? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, those movies all sort of get grouped together and are popular among a certain group of people. Uh, so it's kind of known. Fi- this movie is known oh, as. It's <laughs> It's so hard, but it's kind of known as a film bro movie. Um, nevertheless, though, I think, and I think a, a big part of that is kind of uh, the subject matter, and it's kind of interesting too because uh, here, do you want to do you want to explain yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's I it's a bit different. Yeah, so I, yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with like, um, a big part of it is missing. It's movies that. Are sort of misinterpreted. misinterpreted exactly and yeah. also feature like toxic male main characters yeah american psycho is another one like for example um in this movie that we're talking about currently that campbell has not mentioned um there's the character of uh what's his name tyler durden tyler durden is like that he's yeah, kind of He's he's obviously like to most you. He, the point is he's like the ba- kind of the bad guy. He's like the bad guy. Yeah, he's an insane, crazy person. But it's there's a te- there's a some people that and with also with American Psycho, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, with that the and, um, where Leonardo DiCaprio's character in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, or like where, a, they're kind of idolized. To like and, an unhealthy extent. <laughs> yeah, and like not real, and most and. I'm not saying everybody that likes these movies, like if you like yeah. these movies, you're not like, hey, this is just some people. There's been a reputation that's formed around people being obsessed with these characters, but they don't get the real point of like what their character means, like in a negative sense. I mean, Joker's another one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, like I said, American Psycho. Like he's, li- I mean, it's in the na- like he's literally insane, but people like. You're like, oh, it's such a such an amazing, interesting character. That's like Taxi Driver. I feel like is another Taxi one Driver there. too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I was looking for this. I saw a TikTok where this guy did a um a ranked tier list of like it was like S to F or whatever, and it was it was like how well the audience is aware of the toxic like the toxic masculinity within the character. So like. At the, I think Rick, I think Morty was on, I mean, Rick was on it, but he was like A tier. Does that mean they're, they're most, like more people are aware or less people are more, aware? More people are aware. I think oh, okay. he was like semi, I think he was like, I think he was like A or B tier. So like the majority of people that watch know that he's like a toxic character. Yeah. But I think like Taxi Driver, I don't remember where the, everybody else was on there, but Taxi, the main character from Taxi Driver is on there. Um, uh, Patrick Bateman from uh, American Psycho. I think um, Tyler Durden might have been on there. But it, it's basically the whole film bro kind of thing is like be misunderstanding toxic male characters. So I yeah. think that's, like, that's why this is one of the big ones because Tyler Durden's kind of like that. Like he comes across and often. He comes across as like, oh, he's cool, cool and macho. Yeah, he's like the yeah, macho, yeah, 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 cool yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. But he, he's like, if. I think the film's kind of misinterpreted to that people kind of see him as a hero, even though uh, he's definitely not. So. Yeah. So, so like you said, all you really knew about this going in was kind of that last scene, right? Yeah, because I've always seen that on like Instagram. People always post that scene for yes, some reason, yes, but yes, it's yes. always. But I've seen it out of context, so I never really understood. Me too. What it meant, but I was still, I was always pretty intrigued about the movie because you know it's everyone quotes it, um, and. You know, Edward Norton, Brad Pitt, both in it, and I both like I like both of them. So yeah, I've always and and also David Fincher. This is the second movie I've seen by him. I've only seen The Social Network, which I I really liked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the second one, and I mean I'm I've been meaning to watch more of his movies, but I've always thought he was, um, in terms of his directing style, he always he's very technical. Yeah. Um, used I'd, a lot I'd of on that. and he's yeah very technical, um, and he also uses CGI um in a pretty interesting way in a unique way um i don't know i just he incorporates a lot of cgi shots um that you they're not too like i don't know he incorporates them very seamlessly where you can't oh yeah yeah, yeah. like i mean there was one there was one scene in this where 
uh, they were like showing the insides of the buildings and like breaking down yeah, like, where yeah, the bombs yeah. were and it just it transitioned between like them being there like they could be talking it's almost like i got the same sense as like when you're on street view on google earth and then you go out of it yeah yeah so, yeah so it goes from looking real to looking like synthetic but it kind of it just transitions between yeah he transitions real. between real real shots and like cgi like shots it's not just a cut like it's it's like he incorporate he like uh incorporates both he blends like it real into the... yeah exactly the yeah, practical elements and the computer uh, the cg elements uh he blends them together in a scene to where you can barely even notice it sometimes and yeah. when you do notice it it's still pretty it's still pretty neat so yeah um yeah like it's, and a lot of times it's things that aren't necessarily like it, you wouldn't think that it would be like you don't think that he would use cgi for it like sometimes yeah, so it's like, just like it's not like a it's not like he's doing an explosion yeah or, or like an avengers or, like superhero like that whole type of cg but like i think in that one scene you remember he's explaining like the the fire going in his apartment and you see like yes uh, the stove and everything and it's very uh I don't know, pretty dynamic, but it's, yeah, it's not what you'd expect. It's not huge explosions, things like that, but it's, like, small things. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And, like, for 1999, I mean, obviously, back then, they weren't, like, relying on it as much as they do now. So, this was definitely, like, a lot different than mm -hmm. a lot more, a lot of the movies back then. I was talking to you about this. I mean, like, Black Widow, there's so much of that movie that's, like, CG. And I saw Jungle Cruise yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, so much of it is like cgi so much i mean oh yeah it, i mean it, it got to the point where like i but sometimes they do it well to where it's like you're not really noticing it but they used mm -hmm. so much of it and so frequently that i was like yeah. it was like painstakingly obvious like so if you... in the opening i know we're not talking about uh the movie that we were planning to talk about now but yeah. i just wanted to mention this like in the beginning of the movie um there's like a shot of like London and mm -hmm. it's all fake. It's all fake. Like they didn't even film, they didn't film in the city whatsoever. Like it's yeah, totally yeah. like, I think Wonder Woman, I, I think they didn't, I think Wonder Woman also was like, uh, when they had a big wide shot of London or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. But, but again, in this, he does it to where it's like not, it's not too it noticeable. Like, yeah. 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 And, and it's not overused. I think nothing against CG. I think CG you can use it definitely to enhance a scene and i think that's what fincher does pretty well um, with with his movies um he doesn't overuse it and then when he does use it it's pretty effective um i would have to agree um all right i i thought oh there's just there was just so much it's interesting how um i never got that like ending like spoiled or anything yeah, me neither. And and I and that's such like a, it it just seems like an easy movie to spoil. But yeah, yeah. I, I've never gotten that spoiled. I have I have um, had spoiled though that the narrators it's pretty unreliable. Like he's kind of like the whenever you talk about unreliable narrators in movies, I think the narrator in this movie is sort of like the the poster child of that. Um, yeah. But I mean that didn't really spoil the ending though. I just because you can from like the beginning you can kind of tell that he's an unreliable narrator. Um, it was interesting because I kind of I I kind of knew it was. It was like it was it was like you thought the plot twist was that, what's his name like, burned down his apartment. At first, like you think that that's like the big thing is like oh dang like I mean even though it's obvious and there it's kind of like oh yeah I knew that duh, so then after that you're like not expecting. Oh, yeah, another, yeah, like an an actual like major plot twist, because like from it, the moment his how his apartment burned down, like I knew it was I knew the I knew, um, Brad's Pitt, Brad Pitt's character did it. Like it was clear, like that was clear. Yeah, but then you're like, there's another level on top of that to where it's like, oh, Tyler Durden and then the narrator, the same character. Yeah, and I think that probably forced you to rewatch the movie. Like if you rewatch it, you probably see it in a completely different way. Oh yeah. I mean, whenever there's something like that that happens, I always backtrack, and I'm like, wait a second, when if that's true, then, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, in Sixth Sense? Yeah, it probably, like, yeah, this movie and the Sixth Sense kind of, like, beg you to rewatch them, and then to kind of see the little details. Yeah. And I, I know there are a lot of little details in this movie that kind of point to that twist. I don't yeah. know if you noticed, but 
a lot in the beginning. There are a lot of little quick shots of Tyler Durden. Like, he kind of, like, he's yeah, in a frame, like, a like frame for a split, like a split second. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I mentioned that to my dad. I was like, what the heck was that? Yeah, I noticed that, too. I was like, what? Like, is that just the style of the movie? But, yeah, that was, that's one thing. But what is that? Is that supposed to be him coming into, like, his subconscious kind of thing? Yeah, sort of that type of thing to where he's sort of, like, um, he's beginning to, like, manifest in his mind. Oh. There are a lot of things also where, like, um, I know there's a scene where I think they're, they meet at the little bar, and I think Tyler offers the narrator if he wants to smoke, and he says, uh, Edward Norton's like, no, I don't smoke. But then later on, you see him smoking. So that's another thing where it's kind of like an inconsistency. Oh. Um, yeah, there's I could, one, yeah, I gotcha. that scene where they get in the car crash, I think, uh-huh. isn't Tyler's the one that's driving? But then when they show them get out of the crash, I think it's Edward Norton that comes out of the driver's seat. Uh, yeah, so I think there are just a ton of little small details that kind of wait point. Wait a second. Wait a second. Say that again. So you remember the scene where they're driving and he's like, like going, letting go Brad of the Pitt's wheel. character's doing it. Yeah, but then when they show the, like, the crash at the end, when, after they get in the crash and they're like coming out of the, the car... I think Edward uh-huh. Norton's the one in the driver's seat. Like, he's coming out of the driver's side of the car. Oh, I'd have to rewatch that. I don't, remember, I don't remember that being the case. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd, yeah that would, that, that's interesting. I, the thing is, I guess, I guess uh, Brad Pitt's character didn't really have any interactions with anyone separate from him, so... I guess that lines up as well. Like, which is also, yeah, which is also kind of confusing because I, I don't know if they make it clear or not. They might have made it clear, and I just am just blanking out on it. But is yeah, is Brad Pitt an extension? Like, for example, when when uh, is what Brad Pitt is doing also what Edward Norton is doing, or is Brad Pitt just kind of like a figment of Edward Norton's imagination? Because for example, obviously Brad Pitt says he blows up the apartment, but we know that yeah. it's Edward Norton that does it. So, did like how do you draw the line between what, like, what happened and like, what didn't happen regarding Brad Pitt's character? I think most of it is him act. I mean, Edward Norton's character doing things and his uh, like subconscious covering it up as being something that or kind uh, of projecting it onto him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, like when... what we what we're seeing for most of the movie before he figures it out, figures out that he is Tyler Durden is basically him making his own like better idea version of like, himself. Like, like version. Like he's kind of like he he did blow up his apartment, but he's not showing us that that's what happened. What he's saying is somebody else did it. Oh, because he doesn't want to come to grips with it. like he yeah, so he's basically putting it on this projection he's made a this, yeah, yeah he's made he's made an alter ego type thing to where he can place uh you know his more uh i guess aggressive like or, uh, the, yeah the, the in the uh his subconscious like the things that the things that are like opposite of what he's his life yeah. is now his desires his like um his guilts and all that kind of stuff and he's projecting it onto Tyler Durden. Yes. Which is still himself, but he's just, he's, it allows him to like, that's because he can't do it himself. So projecting it onto another character that's doing it, it uh, yes. It al- allows him to do that, basically. Yeah. I think. And it was kind of, and, and you can kind of, going back, you can kind of be like, well, I mean, this, the, like, he's very, the character's very, like, he's not as plain. He, like, stands out. Mm hmm. Like, to, like, Brad Pitt's character is, like, def- he, he seems like something that someone would ma- make up. Like, he seems like an imaginary friend. Because he's so, like, eccentric. Like, over or, the top. Yeah, yeah, over the top, yeah. And, like, oh, so also, the, the moment you meet him on the plane, it's, like, he's, a, he's definitely, like, very strange. Like, he's not, he's not normal. He's not like all the other, like, plain people he meets at, at the, in, like... Single-serving friends. Yes. But also, yes. going back to, like, the little clues... There's also that one scene, remember, where he says, um, 
like Tyler tells me what to say or whatever. And he, remember, he's in like the hospital, and Tyler tells he like says, "Oh, I fell down the stairs." And then Edward Norton's like, yeah, yeah, to yeah, the yeah, doctor." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's also those. I think another scene he tells him what to say. Like there are a lot of scenes where he just tells yeah. him what to say and he repeats it. So that's also. And I think they when they explained it, remember they were saying something like, "Sometimes he is him," and then sometimes like. I can't remember. They kind of yeah, and you think it's like a metaphor or something, but it's like actual. It's like supposed to be taken literally. Like well, well, for example, like sometimes they were they were saying like when 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 Brad Pitt's character explains to Edward Orton's character that he's not real, he's saying like oh, like sometimes you you are me and you say the things that I say. Yeah, then, like that one. Sometimes I you are like um. Sort of imagining it. Yeah, I can't remember the way they explained it, but like, and there's there, a... they went back and played a scene from earlier in the movie when he's like introducing when Brad Pitt's character is introducing, but they replace him with Edward Norton's character. Okay, so he's kind of simultaneously like sometimes he is the character and sometimes he's like interacting it within with his uh, in his head. So like yeah. it kind of just changes between. So we don't really know exactly. Yes, there's also that one scene. Um. Oh, that's uh, what it was. So he might be doing both of those things, but sometimes in his head he is him, and then sometimes in his head he is having him do things. Yes, that makes sense. So, like, um, for, for example, they were saying that that part where he may introduce his Fight Club is he like saw himself as Tyler Durden, but in some other scenes he might just have Tyler Durden. In his mind, he just has Tyler Durden separate from him doing things that he like wants. when he's when he's fighting him in in the parking lot. Yes, but he's yes. in reality he's just like beating himself up, sort of. Yes, that makes That's, sense. Yes. Also, another question: Why would why would you see someone beating themselves up and then just think to join that because it looks fun? Well, if I, I don't know, <laughs> that's just like I, I, I mean, I would want to know what the heck's going on. I guess there's definitely a level of intrigue there. Just beating yourself, and there is that one scene um, where he doesn't he go to like blackmail his boss, but then he just ends up beating himself up or something yes. like that. Yes. That was also. I I don't know what to make of that scene because then is he is he imagining someone else beating him up or is he just beating himself up for the sake of? Well, I think his the point boss? of it was that yeah he was just beating himself up for the sake of like oh, okay making it look like his boss beat him up, but I think that's also where he starts to like spiral and i guess that's also kind of foretelling or it kind of foreshadows the fact yeah. that maybe tyler Durden never existed so i guess that that him beating himself up in that scene gives a reason for why he would just beat himself up in the parking lot in the other scene so it doesn't seem like crazy because you've seen him do it before so i think that's also probably a purpose of that scene well they they didn't reveal that he wasn't real at that point so you didn't know that he was I know, but then when you see himself beat up, beat himself in the parking lot, you're like, oh, well, I guess it sort of oh, makes sense yeah, he's doing yeah. that because we saw him do that in front of his boss. Yeah. So, okay. it, it, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that makes but sense. But remember, there's also that one scene where he's like yelling at his boss. And I think when, in the, uh, when he narrates that scene, he's like, uh, sometimes like I become Tyler or something like that. Or he says, says something like that where like he, um, he speaks like Tyler. Like he says, sometimes I speak like Tyler or something. Yeah, to yeah, that you extent. did say that. I, I don't. So, I didn't yeah, know what about. yeah. Um, I want to mention like the environment. It's so gray. Yeah, very like, like lots dark. of kind of grimy. The whole movie just is pretty grimy. It almost just doesn't feel real. Like it doesn't feel like an actual city. Yeah. Like it feel like it doesn't it it like almost like a um. I don't know, like why I don't I I was a little because it was it seemed it almost se it seemed imaginary like it seemed like like like, no, like, like it, almost like a caricature of like a of like an inner city sort of like the Matrix how the, the yeah, city yeah, yeah, is portrayed yeah. in the Matrix where yeah everything's um sort of uh, everything's like kind of scale. exaggerated yeah very uh you know grimy colors lots of like greens and oranges. Um, also, like his house is just super dilapidated, yeah. So, so an almost like exaggerated extent. So yeah, there are a lot of things like that. So part of me thinks, I mean, I know this is like so basic in terms of like movie 
stuff, but like, is this is was none of this real? Um, I don't know because obviously the the main character, the narrator, who is I guess Tyler, um, is in kind of an unstable mental condition. Yeah, they make that pretty clear. So yeah, I guess that. that is definitely a possibility because obviously he's he's an insomniac. He just goes to like support groups. That was um, that was a good. I like that. I like that beginning. Yeah, that was pretty original. Um, I, and it hooks you in too because it's like, why? Like, who thinks of this? I guess it is yeah, based yeah, on yeah. a book though. But yeah, it's like, who thinks of a movie where this guy just goes to, uh, random support groups to like, feel sad? It's just so weird. Yeah, and then you we did we and then you've got um, uh, what's her name's character? Uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. Which is basically uh, just the female Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> come to realize. I think she she was married to Tim Burton at a certain point. <sighs> but yeah, she's yeah female Johnny Depp. She's a good actress though. But um, yes. I don't know. I I don't know what the consensus is with her character. But I yeah. just I thought she was a bit annoying. But yeah, I mean me that's too. just me. I th- she's sort of like the the femme fatale. Nah, not really. Not really fun to tell, but yeah, I but I get what you're saying. I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah, she's she's kind of the the foil to the the narrator, but then yes. yeah, so yeah, she's and kind I, of more of a more of a plot device than an actual character. That is like, true I mean, because she didn't, she didn't really have much of a significance, like on like on her own. But right. it is interesting because obviously her relationship with with the narrator is a lot different than her relationship with Brad Pitt's character throughout the movie. So then at the end, when she's, like, just so confused and, like, uh, I don't know, she's just kind of lost it. But it kind of makes sense because um, of how she's kind of been treated throughout the movie by the two, yeah. by Ed Norton and uh, Brad Pitt. So I, I guess... I mean, yeah. But then, yeah, it does make sense because she's definitely more... Like, her confusion is sort of... Um, solely to like make us understand that the uh, or make the the reveal that the same character kind of more impactful i guess yes yes um yeah so i because it's like it's interesting because she's really the only one that like interacts with both of them like separately yeah so then that that her character then makes the relation between tyler and or sorry brad pitt and ed norton uh makes sense because yeah or it, it makes that reveal like oh it's like oh so that's why she's like acting so weird because on one hand she's doing all the stuff with brad pitt and then on the other like ed norton is like kind of a jerk to her the whole time so yes. it's like oh yeah yes um what was i gonna say uh what's it meatloaf <laughs> yeah that was kind of random <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of funny in it, though. Yes. What was his name? What did they? Where did they chanting? His name is Bob Paulson, or Robert Paulson. Robert Paulson. His name is. I guess, and I guess the funny we could thing talk... is, the funny thing is that is like kind of a metaphor for like the film bros. It's like that whole like them not understanding like the like the the cult likeness. So yeah, so we could talk about the philosophy of the movie. So yeah, exactly. So in the beginning, you meet Ed Norton, and he's sort of like, kind of just a cog in the whole machine. Um, and he's he's pretty materialistic. You know, he likes his IKEA furniture. There's a whole segment where they just talk about his apartment and like all the IKEA furniture he wants in it. Yeah. Um, and then he meets Tyler, and Tyler's like. You know, you gotta you gotta be free from all from consumerism. Yeah, like basically, like stick it to the man. Like nothing is n- nothing that they, they nothing want matters. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just trying to make you buy thing. Like the whole, basically, the entire opposite of what. Yeah, he's like they, they, you. You get a job to make money to buy things that you don't need, and then he's like, you know, you just gotta let it all go. Um, and then he say something like, um. Like the objects end up owning you, or something. Yeah, like, like the that. things you own will end up owning you. So he's kind of the opposite in the spectrum. Um, and he also has a thing where he's he's always about like hitting rock bottom. He's like, you got to hit rock bottom. Um, he he does that whole thing with like the, the the base, like the really basic solution that he like puts on his hand, or was it acidic? It was either really like acidic or really basic. 
It was a chemical burn. It was a, a yeah. So I mean, it was a chemical burn. Yeah. So then he 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 just tries to dig into Ed Norton that like you know nothing none no material possessions matter like you just yeah. gotta you gotta like dig into your like primal instincts and all that. Um, but then the ironic part is that he's he's so bent on that whole his whole philosophy that he tracks other people and those people kind of uh become like super fanatic cultists so which which kind of contradicts with you know he wants everyone to be like free from the government but then he ends up creating a whole super structured uh group of people who like are act like they're part of a cult yes yes the project mayhem people oh my gosh yeah because it it starts out as the 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 yeah the thing the fight or, oh, oh my gosh, you did you it again. I don't know how to censor things, so that's the second time I'm going to have to figure out how to do that. <laughs> well, yeah, so they... The, they create, uh, the, uh, the organization of... Organization. Of the combat uh, organization, yes. The brawling group. It starts out as the brawling group. Yeah. And then it devolves, or evolves, In, I don't know how you want to look at this. Into a terrorist like, organization. Literally. And then when he could, oh my gosh! I mean, what were the different things that they were doing? Uh, they were like vandalizing a bunch of buildings. I think they didn't. They let that whole like sculpture roll down, like destroy like a bunch of property. Yeah, it was basically they were like they were like two two of their missions were like destroy a piece of modern art, and then the other one was just was like to destroy like a um like a coffee like a coffee place or something like that. So they push the giant ball like into the coffee place and their and final then, mission was to like basically put a bunch of bombs in a car and then blow up some credit card company buildings yes so yeah they and basically it, just became like ultra terrorists and it was really evident when uh in that scene when uh he's got the gun and they go to the convenience store and then they bring the guy out to the back but that yeah like, that, that is an interesting scene though because he I think he calls it like a human sacrifice, but what he does is he like, uh, he basically gives the dude a, a massive vibe check. Like it, yeah, it's he's basic. like, he's like, what do you want to do with your life? Go get it done a... now or I'm going to kill you. Yeah. So in a sense, like he kind of has good motives, but I mean, he's doing it in a pretty awful way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he said, which I think is a common thing with these mo- types of movies. Sort of. Yeah. Like a lot of them, a lot, some of them, not all of them. Some of them are, they're just bad people, but sometimes they'll paint them in a light that makes it seem like they're doing the right thing. But when in actuality, they're not. Yeah. He's holding a gun up to someone's head and like threatening to kill them. I mean, I think, I mean, he literally said like, oh yeah, tomorrow's going to be like the best day of that guy's life, which is true. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. But, uh, (laughs) also Jared Leto is in this movie. Ugh. I think just he just weaves himself into the most random thing. He shows up in movies and like looks really weird, and then kind of just is there. <laughs> and then Edward Norton just beats him up. Oh yeah, that was yeah. The fight scenes were like I found myself like gritting my teeth. Like oh yeah, they're pretty uh, graphic. Yes. Now I said I know I said the word fight, but I didn't put it into. It's it's the combination oh, yeah. of the two words. Which you've Fight done scenes. twice. Which you've done already. I apologize. I'm, I'm telling Mr. Durden. But yeah, like, and it becomes his the whole uh, cult thing, the whole like the blind fanaticism, all the followers. It it gets to such an extreme to where like even when Tyler himself is trying to shut everything down, they kind of just uh, suppress him. I mean, the police. Like, oh. Remember when he goes to the police? Yeah, and then the, the police. police are the guys, and it, and then what happens is he's like talking to them and telling them what to do, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, he, sa- he said uh, you would you, say that. You you said you would say that." And then he's like, "You said you would say that." And then they like, I mean, that was like, <laughs> it's like who isn't in this? He basically bought he yeah, and he like travels to all these different states and everything. It just starts these uh, combat societies. There we go. In a, in a bunch of different places. So basically everyone's... Only males, though, uh, are a part of these these groups. Which I think... I don't think the girls really are missing out, to be honest. Yeah. I, I think they really did them a favor on that one. Um, yeah, it's just... Uh, and then remember when the guy comes down? 
uh, this is earlier in the movie, but the guy that owns the bar comes down, and then they ju- he just I'm like, Lou. and then he beats he like beats him up, but then Brad Pitt just starts bleeding all over him. Yeah, so <laughs> he's gross. like, you can have it, you can have it. That was so bad. But uh, I guess that is in reality that's Edward Norton though that did that, right? I would assume. Um. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like you don't. I mean, I guess so. You. Yeah, it's it's hard, hard to. It was... you, looking back, you don't unless they specified it. You don't know what's him or what's a projection yeah but i assume if he's actually doing something that like bears importance to the plot then that's probably him physically does something to someone else yeah you're right Uh, another thing though is remember when he starts project mayhem he doesn't tell any like he doesn't tell edward norton and then edward norton feels kind of like left out well he gets well doesn't he 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 gets angry no, no no one day he wakes up and comes downstairs and all of a sudden it's like it's like it happened out of nowhere yeah I mean, like, was what? that what was that? Was that I like what did that mean? Because obviously it didn't start overnight. I think because I remember he he felt upset that Brad Pitt didn't tell him or didn't like include him in anything, and that yeah. was kind of a whole point. So I don't know because again he could have sort of like a you remember you know in Split where it's like he has multiple personalities the the dissociative identity yeah. disorder so maybe like yeah. he could have that to where it's not even a mental projection but it's just a split personality like he could oh, have yeah, a definitely. completely different so then where they're they're completely disconnected um but i mean they did say that like sometimes the two things was that sometimes it's him actually like he's actually it's actually him and then sometimes it's like he just has him do things but yeah i guess that still does correlate yeah i feel like he has like a, a completely different personality and then he just sees because, again, if it was like a mental projection, I think you could like lines could sort of blur. But if it's a completely different personality, then it would make sense for him to kind of act like actually feel hurt that he was like left out in the whole uh, yeah, creation of like the whole. Because he was like actually like upset about it. So if he had two separate personalities, and they they like those personalities could actually like conflict with each other. So I think that would sort of make sense. Yeah, that would be. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's a good idea. That's a good thought. So, like, I wonder when, like, when they're in the car, like, I wonder what everybody sees, like, when he's talking. To, yeah, like, I think he's uh, just... I wonder if that's in his head, or... No, I think he's just talking to himself. Because remember, I remember that scene where like he's in talking the car, about... when he's when he's driving, when he's driving, and then... Oh, yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt's character is, like, swerving around. Like, I wonder what how that looked, like, actually. They probably just think, like, because there are people in the back... There were like a yeah. couple of the members. Yeah, I wonder. I think it's just like I want. I I just if again, I I, I think everything in this in the movie up until the point where he realizes who's who. I mean, who he is is basically like a a um. It's skewed. It's a skewed perception. Yeah, it's, it's not definitely not what it seems. Happened. And even yeah. when you imagine, yeah. So I think. Even if you imagine it's just Edward Norton doing all these things, even at that point, I think things are different. Yeah, I think even separate from him. So the mm-hmm. so they might. I mean, the people in the back might have been saying something or doing something else, but he yeah. just blocked that out. Also, you remember in there's that one scene where they show him uh, splicing. Remember they show his jobs and he splices like adult films into like people yeah, watching, yeah, yeah. and in the end. You see like the little dots in the corner at the end when um you know when the buildings are crashing you see the little dots in the corner yeah so it's kind of like showing that like hey tyler durden has sort of spliced this whole movie together so the whole movie could be that's how i interpret it like the whole movie could be pretty unreliable because he's been meddling with it so yeah you don't even know what's real and what's not by the end of it yeah yeah um yeah, so like, I mean, yeah, you don't even know. I mean, maybe they the, they didn't actually blow because it's like when he shot himself, like that was that was yeah. Like, how is he still alive after he shot himself in the face? Like, what? so like at that point, you're like, what is re- like, what is really, what is real? What's when he not real? Himself, the only one that dies is so like maybe he didn't even shoot himself at all. Yeah, maybe it was like metaphorical, like metaphorical. or something. Yeah, because the only one that dies is Brad Pitt's character. Yep. And then what's her name walks in. It's just it, I don't know. It, there's like so much blur. It's so blurry. You don't know what's in his imagination, what's actually happening, or and like I mean, the whole thing could just be some sort of elaborate, like 
uh, ruse in his mind. Like you don't even know. And like the the fact that the whole ending just seems very surreal. You know, like they're standing there. I think they're they're are they holding hands? Yeah. But they're they're saying they're yeah holding hands. It's all these like really uh, these blue the colors. Background. Yeah. Where is my mind? And the buildings are like blowing up, and it's like all very theatrical and everything. So like even that like it, it's so theatrical. Then you have to question. You know, like what's real, what's not real. Um, and so that I think, song, the song definitely like fits. Yeah, it's so called well. "Where Is My Mind." So, yeah, it's it's definitely questioning. It's putting into question everything you just saw. So yes. I think that's why the narrator of is like the basically the poster child for unreliable Gosh, you narrators. You did it again. You did it again. Oh no! I can't. I can't. I... Is Tyler wow. Durden gonna come down and like murder me? I I'm go. I'm call. I'm on the phone with Brad Pitt right now. I'm actually <laughs> dialing his number. You know what? I don't know if I can censor. Just don't censor it. No, I'm going to figure out how to do it because you, you didn't. You just forgot the first and second rules. I know. I apologize. Do you have anything else? Um. Let's see. There is. I have heard that in every scene, there's a Starbucks coffee cup. Never what? seen in this movie. That's one like little trivia fact that I've always heard about this one. No, I really? think so. Yeah, I don't oh. know. You might, I might have to rewatch it again, but I think uh, that is a little nugget of information that I've heard. Also, uh, I guess it was based on a book, but I think we already said that. Yes, which um, I did not know. Yeah, it was based on some some book by. Chuck Palahunik, I think. Oh, is Palahunik? I, I, you got me. I mean, you're. I've, yeah. I don't and know. then, also the the um opening credits I thought were pretty interesting, because it's it's. What were they again? Remind me. I I can't remember. I think it's supposed to. They're supposed to um, look like his neurons firing in his brain. Yeah, or something that's what like it was. That. It was very nineties. Yeah, say, this then, movie has. This movie's very nineties. Mm-hmm. It just gives off that kind of like, because I think that dark, grungy kind of look is like very common in like a lot of the, a lot of movies in the nineties. Like I just mm-hmm. got that kind of, and then the font for the opening credits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, off the bat, it was like it was it was it was pretty uh, synonymous with a lot of the other a lot of other movies. I mean, again, we go back to um, the Matrix. And the way that everything looked looked in that. Yeah, it's it's definitely reminiscent. I think the Matrix was also nineteen ninety nine. I believe. Hold on. I think yeah, it is nineteen. It is nineteen ninety nine. Yep, yep. So yeah, very reminiscent of that. And the whole, the CGI and the the way the buildings look and the way the cities look uh, are pretty similar. Yeah, because it's like I think the, I think I've only seen parts of the Matrix, but don't they do a similar thing with the CGI where they kind of like transition it between? Like, yeah, like they go between the buildings. And... Yeah, and there's yeah, yeah, all, the yeah, whole yeah. thing where very similar, except so, I think the Matrix is just a lot more uh, like green hues and everything. Yeah, I think yes. Fight Club it's more blues. Uh, oh Matrix my gosh! More... Oh my gosh! Was that, was that like the fourth time? <laughs> I, uh... I'm sorry. Um, there's one thing I was gonna say. I just completely forgot. Uh, I bet. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. How would you how would you categorize this movie? Like an uh, action? I wouldn't a, say action. Uh, um, a thriller? I mean my default for when I don't know what a movie is is usually drama. Yeah, except yeah, so like it's like a mix yeah, the thing about fight about uh, this movie about a <sighs> society of people attacking each other, um, is that you know, it's not really defined to a specific genre. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of drama. There's a little bit of... You could even uh, say science fiction, I guess. Action. Like yes, a, a bit of... I mean... Like fantasy more, kind of. Well, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's You're talking about the whole thing about his mind and, like... Like... Um, it just... it's It seems... Like, it gives off a similar kind of thing as, like... It just... It deals with, like out of body kind of stuff like it's just like yeah so like sci-fi or thriller but also yeah. sort of you could also see it as like a satire um or a comedy almost 
um, because of how it kind of satirizes. Uh, sat- is that a word? Satirizes? I don't know. I'm the way it sort of critiques like hyper masculinity, um, but it also like talk. You know, it, it also critiques like consumerism um, and like that corporate culture and all that. So, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. almost like a satire of, of of kind of how life is like um, in and the. That's... Tw- oh yeah, you can keep it, you can continue. In the uh, because I guess 1999, so it's the turn of the century at that point. So yeah, and it's still sort of uh, relevant in the 21st century um, with with its themes. Um, mm-hmm. I have heard one person describe, or I don't know who, some website or something, but they described it as like a coming of age movie for people in their 30s, which I guess sort of makes sense. Oh yeah, I could definitely see that because it's like you were kind of like trying to decide like, like what like long term like what you yeah who wanna... are you going to be. And like, what's your what's going to be your philosophy moving forward? You know, like, are you going to be yes. kind of stuck in the machine? Are, are you, you going yeah, to rage be against Durden? the machine? Yeah. Um, I was going to say, you were mentioning like it's a critique of like hypermasculinity in society and stuff like that. I think that's a common thing with like the film bro movies. Is a lot of times they're a critique of this of of like hypermasculinity or society or something like that and then the people that are called film bros watch it and they literally think it's uh idolizing that same thing but in reality yeah so there's this yeah, exactly so there're like two levels to fight one yeah obviously oh my, it's showing oh my I, okay, I, I'm done. I really, I can't. No, no, no. You're not done. We made a. We we said we weren't going to do it. I haven't said it once. Okay, so uh, yeah. Sorry about that. I did actually say it once. If you've been listening, I said it once at the beginning. So, uh, Campbell, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I am not innocent on this. That was like the fifth time. Okay, there there are two levels to this movie. To where like the first level, brawl, brawl organization, brawl society. It's um, not a society. It's only a, well, I guess it kind of did turn into a society. We live in a yeah. Society. It turns it turns into an international. Okay, brawl organization. The first level, obviously, it shows you know there's this 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 organization where people are uh, are beating each other up. Um. And it's sort of yeah, Tyler Durden is like the cool guy. But then there's the second level to where, you know, it's it's criticizing how obviously he's all about individualism and thinking for yourself and not doing what the government or what these corporations and uh, these advertisements tell you to do. But then he ends up just creating a, a society where they they all they're all just sheep and they all you know just listen blindly to his instructions and everything. So it's yes. showing that you need a balance between obviously you can't be so materialistic and just focused on what everyone else is doing but then you can't be so radical to the point where you just blindly uh you know follow orders from a a person that like rebels against the other side so it's like it's all about finding balance um yes which i think tyler Durden does at the end because he he kills you know the the tyler the brad pitt tyler Durden, um and he seems to kind of but he's not but then he's not totally like obsessed with ikea so i think at the end he sort of finds that balance yeah you gotta uh, find the balance between uh loving ikea and blowing up terrorism international organizations there's really there's a balance between those two and i think that's definitely uh a priority that most people should uh long for in their lives um the main i want to mention one of the things that uh kind of made me start to think something was up was the fact that, like, he doesn't have a name the whole time. Like, yeah. I started to notice that no one, like, uh, like, she asked for his name in the beginning. And it just cuts away or something like that. And then he didn't say, it's like they were avoiding him having a name. Yeah. For yes. so long. And I looked up the movie, like, just because I wanted to see, like, because I was like, oh, maybe I missed it. Maybe they said his name. And it just said the narrator. Yeah. The and narrator. I was like, wait a second. Um, like, I, there, there's a, I knew there was a reason for that, but I couldn't put a finger on it. And that was the first time I started noticing something yeah. out of the ordinary was up. Also, like, um, he he um, he um always says throughout the movie, like, he says, I am, and some body part. Because remember, he's, like, in the house, and he's like, oh, look at this. He it's found a book. all those papers. Those... But he always says Jack, though, which I think, like, I am Jack's whatever. I, actually, no, maybe he's just quoting from the book. No, 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 but... that was just that one, that was just that yeah, one he's quoting... page. 
I always thought I, I don't understand the point of that. Like why he just. I don't kept think on that it. actually. I, none of that was obviously real. I, th- I that's what I think. Like I don't think any of those books or or something was. Yeah. Like all those essays that he found in the house, I don't think those were actually there. Uh, so like, before before we close out, I have one question for you. Don't if say you it again. Fight, if you could fight any historical figure, who would it be? Oh. Um. Um. Uh. Oh, oh, oh. Uh. Andrew Jackson. <laughs> How about you? Uh. Should I just uh, quote from the movie or do not actually... quote from the movie? I need you in the. I need an actual Gandhi. Movie. I gave you an. Don't. Oh my. No, no quotes from the movie. Uh, let me think. If you're serious about fighting Gandhi, then we're going to have an issue. A historical figure? Yes. I think mine was the <sighs> perfect answer. Andrew Jackson. Um, I don't know. Uh, Hitler? No, that's that's so basic. I can't do I can't <laughs> do something that basic. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Maximilian uh, Robespierre. I'd, I'd fight Maximilian Robespierre. What? <laughs> what? He's the guy who did the, the, the Reign of Terror in France and beheaded a bunch of people. So Yeah, well, good luck with that. All right. Actually, no, well, Napoleon. Uh, I'd, fight Napo- I'd fight Napoleon. That would be good. <laughs> yeah, he, that would he, be nice. I think he was like five, like two or something. You know, I actually don't think he was as short as everybody says he was. I just no, he, was... He, he was five, six. I think he was like average height, like I like for the t- like I don't think he was for the really time. Short. I guess. Like yeah, I think I, I, there was a thing. I think I think his enemies kind of made that into a, a bigger deal than it actually was, and it oh, ended up becoming yeah. like a huge thing. Yeah, um, I would fight Napoleon. That's my answer. All right. <laughs> uh, well. Well, with that said, uh, I'm Connor. And I'm Campbell. And you just wasted the last hour of your life listening to Real Geeks. If you enjoyed this episode of Real Geeks, please be sure to follow us on social media at The Real Real Geeks for the latest news and updates. Also, be sure to leave us a review. What things did you like? What things would you like to see in future episodes? Let us know and we'll be sure to take a look.